Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. This is Women to Watch. To rise above all of the noise and fulfill every last one of your dreams. Women to Watch, sharing the real stories of the most accomplished women in the world. It is for those frightened children who want peace. It is for those voiceless children who want change. Be inspired by women from across the globe who are encouraging more women to pursue their dreams. True philanthropy comes from living from the heart of yourself and giving what you have been given. Now, Women to Watch. Here's your host, Sue Rocco. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for being with me for another week of Women to Watch here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm so excited to be back in the studio, and I have a really wonderful guest with me. Her name is Caroline Klatt. Caroline is the CEO and co-founder of Headliner Labs, based in New York City. Uh, It is a company that develops chatbot and, I always want to say chatbox, chatbot (laughs) and mobile messaging technology for leading retail brands. And she has a great story. She was also um, nominated as a 30 under 30 by Forbes. So um, she's really just kind of starting out, but she's she's accomplished quite a bit. So she'll be with me in just a moment. Uh, Be sure to stay with us, as always, as we go into our breaks to hear from our watch team of on-air contributors bringing you information from their industries in health, finance, technology, business leadership, and diversity. And you can find more information on the show and our lineup of guests by going to womentowatch.net. That's women, the number two, watch.net, N-E-T. I'm so excited to share with you. The numbers are in, and, and our audience is continuing to grow. It's really exciting. And we love to be in touch, so be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Women to Watch as well. And now, love to welcome to the show Caroline Klatt. 
Caroline, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So just before uh, the show, actually, we were reminiscing a little bit about Philadelphia. You went to the University of Pennsylvania here in Philly, a great, great school. Um, One of the things I find so interesting about you and your story is you went to Penn, but at the time you had uh, a dream of being a fashion designer. Yes, this is true. Although I will will just chime in and say I love Philly. Um, Good. I love Penn. Totally love Penn. Um, But I did. I went to Penn, which, you know, is not necessarily known for its fashion design program. I don't think there is one. Um, (laughs) And basically, I thought fashion, the fashion world, fashion design was kind of a pipe dream. Um, First of all, I was very young. I didn't realize really what the industry was. I just knew I like fashion. I like clothing. And so if you want to do that, you have to be creative and you have to be a designer. Right. And really did absolutely dream of doing that. But I was also a big nerd in high school. <laughs> I just did very, I was better at math than I was at art. And so I found myself a pen. Um, I love that so. quote from you. Too bad I'm better at math than sewing. Because a lot of times we hear the opposite, you know. Right, right. So I wish it was the opposite. I even to this day still wish I was I was more, you know, more creative and, and didn't feel compelled to do things, you know, that were, I don't know, I, I like to say business is creative, but well, um, for sure, less on the numbers side. Yeah. But, and you know that people will say and I, and I will tell you that, you know, any kind of business, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, um, you must really have a creative side. So it's a different kind of creative. It's a different kind of creative, exactly. Right. But I did, I did really dream of being a designer. And I actually, right before, so after I had been accepted to Penn and knew I was going to Penn, I was in the local shopping mall. So I grew up on Long Island. Mm-hmm. And I was in the, the local shopping mall. And I was in the Steve Madden store with my mom. And I was a very talkative shopper. <laughs> and so she was kind of ignoring me because she got to hear me talk all the time and was pretty much over it. um, some man was super interested in what I had to say, which was a little strange, but, um, turns out he was Steve Madden. So Steve Madden was hanging out at the Steve Madden store, which was incredible. But I ended up spending all of senior year after I was accepted to Penn and knew I was going to study, you know, business. Um, I ended up working for Steve as a fashion design intern and really started to learn at least that there is a lot of business that goes into the industry of fashion and it's Mm. not, you know, nobody is just a creative mind, you know, like a a, a coloring pictures and making shoes come to life. There's a lot of business. There's a lot of savvy. There's a lot that goes into it beyond just the design piece. Right. Well, I want to note, please tell me what exactly did you say to him that you think made him turn around and offer you an internship? Well, I was really talking about the shoes. So I was walking through the store and I was commenting on on the styles. I was really a little bit commenting on, you know, maybe what the inspiration for some of the styles may have been. Uh, Steve Madden is very, very incredible at taking very high-end looks and then translating them for a much, you know, a bigger audience Mm -hmm. at a much lower price point. So I was commenting on that and telling my mom, you know, what basically the inspiration for each shoe may have been. And so this man was just like, 
why do you know so much about shoes? And, <laughs> he was <laughs> eavesdropping. <laughs> exactly. So he just kept picking up shoes and said, what's this one inspired by? What's this one inspired by? And That's it was, so you funny. know, years ago. So right. it was Michael yeah. Kors and Chloe. It was whatever was popular then. Right. And right. so at the end, he said, you should work for me. And I said, I'm in high school. So he said, you should intern for me. <laughs> um, so that was so in, said, that was in high school then. That was in high school, yeah. Okay. So I, I worked for him in high school. It was my senior year. So mm -hmm. I actually, and I was already in college, so I spent a lot of a lot more time working for him than doing classes. Okay. Um, and then I, I stayed very close with him throughout college and, uh, and with the company. Great. So. That's fantastic. Actually, you know, is he one of your clients, is, you know, today with Headliner Labs? So Steve actually is not as um, involved as much with the e-commerce and business side of things anymore. Okay. So, Okay. Um, you know, we I we're talk we're now talking to the the team who's there yeah. in place there. Tell me a little bit about you. You know, University of Penn is a very very competitive school, and um, what was your experience like there? Um, I I loved it. I think anybody who goes to Penn loves it. I, I remember my mom used to joke that everyone at Penn takes happy pills like that. <laughs> um, we you know it's. It, I think it's very competitive, you know, very, very competitive to get in for sure. It's, it's look, it's certainly competitive there. Um, there's certainly a, um, a strong, you know, warden is pretty known for that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely competitive, but everyone who's there wants to be, you know, went there because they were excited about learning and excited about the classes and excited about the culture. And, um, you know, you're competitive in class, but then there's a real uh, – social life, fun life, party life. And I don't mean partying in the crazy party sense because let's get real, Ken. Um, right. But we think, you think it's crazy parties. And, <laughs> you know, there's definitely like, once you've done all your homework, once you've done your desk, once you've done your three right. days. Right, you've got to get that out. work. It's a it's a heavy workload. You know, I know quite a few. Right. I have a nephew there and a couple of friends. So I know what that workload is like. And, you know. Right. Gotta right. Find You're mostly working. I, w I won't joke. I won't say we were exactly like, a, you know, at football games every weekend. But, right. but there definitely is a lot to it beyond just, the academic world. There's a ton of extracurriculars. You're in a city, which is pretty unique, mm. um, you know, for for a school. Not, you know, I guess there are other city-based schools, but for such a great school, you have an opportunity to be in a city, to leave campus, and do a lot off campus, which I think really enriches the experience of being there. Yeah, terrific. We're going to take a break, Caroline. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about your time at um, W Magazine and Fab.com. Stay with us as we go into the break to hear from Dawn Zier of Nutrisystem and Holly Dowling for Leadership Watch. Now, the women to watch, CEO Watch. Hi, I'm Dawn Zier here with today's CEO Watch. As we near college graduations, I'd like to share my top six tips for many young adults about to enter the workforce. One, your career will not be a straight line. It's okay to not be sure about what you want to do when it comes to your career. Rule things in, rule things out. Welcome to your 20s. Two, don't wait, engage. Starting your career, and frankly, any new job, can be a stressful time. My biggest piece of advice is to engage immediately. Don't wait and see. Meet with as many people within the organization as you can, and do your best to learn the ins and outs of the company. Three, raise your hand. People often ask how to get ahead at work, and the answer is still rather old-fashioned. Work hard, deliver results, and get noticed. Raise your hand and be willing to step up, take on more work, and volunteer for the tough assignments. Four, 
Ethics matter, always. Remember, what you don't do is often as important as what you do do. Five, find mentors and sponsors. This can make all the difference in your career. Don't go it alone. Seek out the wisdom of others with more experience who can guide and help you along the way. Six, love it or leave it. You need to know that it's okay to pass on opportunities for any reason, and you don't need to feel compelled to apologize for doing that. Sometimes it takes courage to walk away or say no, but life is short. We spend a lot of our waking hours working, so if you don't have passion for what you do, find something else. Thanks, everyone. I'm Dawn Zier, here for CEO Watch. I'll be back next Sunday. Have a great week. Since 1858, Mount St. Joseph Academy has been educating girls to be leaders, founders, and independent thinkers. Students are taught to be collaborative, courageous, compassionate, confident, and spiritual. In this student-centered environment, the young women are transformed by recognizing their own potential and are encouraged to use it to make a difference in the world. To learn more about Mount St. Joseph Academy, go to www.msjacad.org or call 215-233-3177. That's msjacad.org or 215-233-3177. Hi, everybody. Holly Dowling here with your Leadership Watch for the week. So are you familiar with the imposter syndrome? Yeah, I know. Some of us have heard a lot about it. Some of us don't know what I'm talking about. The imposter syndrome, where you almost wonder if the world's going to see that you pull the rug out from behind you and be like, you wonder, am I really as good as the world thinks I am? And you know, the interesting thing is psychology and all of the science and human behavior that all human beings at some point, we struggle with this. We wonder, are we really as good as we think we are? And and what would happen if the world would see us in a different way? And the beauty of the imposter syndrome is I'm going to free you and give you permission today to know that you might have battled it years ago. It might be going on in your world right now. We all deal with it. We all have imposter syndrome at some point in our life. The coolest thing about this is that release yourself and give yourself permission. There is always going to be somebody that's better than you at something. There's always going to be something or somebody that can do it in a different way. The question that I ask you is, are you worrying about comparing yourself to others in this world? Or are you truly identifying your gifts and getting really clear on owning who you are in this world, the gifts you've been given to share with this world, because there is no other human being like you. You were created as a unique unique and beautiful and brilliant human being, and you have gifts to bring, and there is nothing to hide. We don't need to live in imposter syndrome anymore. It is time to release, let go, and let the world find the best of you. It is what I'm passionate about. It's what I help people do all over the world, and I am an inspirational speaker. I'm also passionate about helping coach people to fall back in love and rediscover your unique strengths and gifts. So please reach out to me and let me know how I can support you. Holly at hollydowling.com. This is Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I'm talking to Caroline Klatt this evening, a co-founder and CEO of Headliner Labs, a, a technology company that develops mobile messaging for leading retail brands. And I, I should mention your other co-founder is your sister, Dana. And yeah. we'll talk a little bit about her and, and how you guys make that work. 
um, later in the show. One of the things that you did I thought was really impressive was during your college years, um, you spurred an idea to launch uh, The Walk, which is a college fashion magazine at Penn, and it's still going strong. Um, What gave you the confidence to do that? Yeah, so that was, you know, that that was actually probably what I spent the majority of my college years on, even much more so than class. Um, I, after freshman year, I had the opportunity to intern at W Magazine, which is like Vogue's, you know, a little bit more fashion-y sister. So it's a Condé Nast publication in the same building as Vogue. Um, it was, you know, in the low you know, in the 2000s, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you call that decade, but the later end of that decade when magazines were really very glamorous. Uh, the Devil Wears product came out and the whole Condé Nast experience was hyper glamorized. And I was a fashion intern at W at that time. So what a fashion intern does is basically um, <laughs> you are a very eager and enthusiastic free paid, a free, um, free source of labor for magazines where you, you know, get there early, manage the closet, which is just a giant room full of the newest designer clothing that the editors are interested in seeing to potentially feature in the magazine. Got it. It sounds just so, like the movie. What, what we, it is just like the movie. Just like the movie. Really okay. Is. Yeah. Yes. Um, it says, I didn't get to borrow clothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> no just fair. Just like the movie minus the perks. Right. Um, <laughs> But, but it was, I loved every second of it. I mean, it was, it was such an incredible, fun, exciting, huge and rapid learning experience. Mm. And I love the, I, I, I'm not a writer, but I loved the idea of bringing together, you know, creative people and fashion and writers and graphic designers and business people because, you know, you need to sell ad space and you need to circulate the thing. Um, to create really what is a con- like a continuous piece of art, um, and it's a story that keeps on going. And so I just love that. And Penn had had a fashion magazine called The Walk that um, kind of was once launched, never really lo- like went off, you know, got off the ground. And so when I got back to campus, there were there was this big retail organization. Penn actually has a lot of retail focused programming and uh, retail center within Warden. And basically me and a good friend from who was very involved with the retail stuff just decided to take it under wing and make this thing happen again. I think um, it's a so great we, name. I love the name for it. Well, the walk comes from Locust Walk. So the like the vein of Penn, the, the center of Penn is this long brick walkway. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I know it. I thought it was actually, I thought it was reference to, you know, the um, catwalk. The or, catwalk. Yeah. The catwalk. Well, yeah, both. Um, okay. It's both. So yeah. it was very pen centric and fashion centric. And so uh, it, it was, a, it was, you know, it worked. It was a good, it's still a good name. Yeah. Um, so we ended up actually, you know, securing corporate sponsors through the Warden Retail Organization. So Macy's was a sponsor and Periel's was a sponsor. Um, and then a lot of local Philly stores and boutiques would actually lend us the clothing. So Joan Shep and South Moon Under um, and even, um, I'm forgetting the name of the department store, that very iconic department store. Uh, in, um, in, uh, in Philadelphia? Yeah, in, in Rittenhouse. Uh, well, we have Macy's and, of course. Uh, no, it, it's, um, it was a Philly-only department store. Oh, gosh. Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. More like a large, 
store. Okay. But I'll think about it. But um, they would actually lend us clothing. So they were, they were sponsors in that way, where we would go, we would borrow the clothing, we would have student models, student photographers, um, put together this, you know, a whole magazine. And it was really incredible. We, we, we had four issues a year for the college year. Um, so it was, and we had thousands of copies in circulation. And then we actually ended up expanding online in our second year. And so there's a website, thewalkmagazine.com. And it's still going strong, which is super exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you actually graduated and, and got a job with McKinsey. As a consultant, yeah. is that right? Yeah. How yeah, did, so no, 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 nothing consistent with my background. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this is, you know, I, you, you kind of had to pivot quite a bit before um, starting Headliner Labs, and I always think it's so interesting. Um, what is it that you took from your time at McKinsey, and you were the director of strategy? Or um, no, I'm sorry. No, consultant. you were consultant. a consultant. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was so I, I was at Penn, which again, although I always really wanted to be in the fashion world, um, I, you know, I was, I was in a very businessy environment and all my friends were doing recruitment and everybody was, you know, trying to work in investment banks and consulting firms. And so I kind of just got in on, on the, on the fun, right? Like I, I couldn't really remain outside of that just you know, thinking I'll get a job in fashion when I get to New York. And so I ended up um, applying to, to a few consulting firms because my understanding was consulting was great for people who don't know what they want to do but are, you know, <laughs> interested in working. Um, and so I, I applied to consulting firms, and I, I really loved that process. Um, the way that consulting interviews work is you get asked, what they call case studies, but it's basically kind of big abstract questions where you're solving business problems. So it could be anything from, you know, how many Starbucks are there in New York City to how should the city of Philadelphia launch a marketing strategy internationally to bring more tourists. Okay. Hold that Hold that thought, Carol. Mm-hmm. We're going to take another break. When we come back, I want you to finish um, talking about that so we have an understanding. Yes. Uh, stay with us as you uh, as we go into the break to hear from Dr. Marianne Ritchie for our Health Watch and Fortis Wealth for your Finance Watch. Now, the women to watch Health Watch. For Health Watch, I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie. On Mother's Day, I thanked my mother and mother-in-law for their unconditional love. Tonight, I thank our daughter Victoria for the gift of our new grandson. My heart belongs to Thomas Joseph. How sweet to watch my baby take care of her baby. She's nursing. So let's talk about benefits of breastfeeding for mothers and next week benefits for babies. Human milk, proven health benefits for both infants and mothers. The American Academy of Pediatrics, American College of Obstetrics, Gynecology, World Health Organization, and others recommend exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life, then to 12 months while adding solid food. Short-term benefits, uterus heals more quickly, Closer mother-child bonding helps mom with stress, so less neglect and child abuse, easier weight loss, and longer time without ovulation, but don't depend on it as reliable birth control. Long-term decreases risk for cancer of breast, ovary, and uterus. 
type 2 diabetes in years after delivery, protects against high blood pressure and heart disease, and maybe osteoporosis. Plus, big savings for family and society. Save $1,000 a year on baby formula. If you nurse for more than three months, baby is sick less often, fewer doctor visits and hospitalizations, and less time out from work. It's not for everyone, and some women stop early because of discomfort, concerns that milk supply is not enough, or difficulty from previous breast surgery. So obstetricians, pediatricians, lactation consultants support and educate mothers and fathers before and after delivery so more can benefit. Websites, type in ACOG, American College of OBGYN, or AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, NIH, CDC, also learn who should not breastfeed, like active infections with herpes, flu, HIV. Sending love to you and your little angel. Be a diva mom. Introducing Pathways Consulting Group, a company that will align your IT needs with your business goals. Pathways is a full-service ServiceNow partner. What does that mean? It's simple. Pathways will collaborate and design, develop, and deploy solutions for your company today that will define tomorrow. Pathways will provide world-class enterprise service management solutions. Pathways Consulting Group. They listen. They care. They execute. Go to PathwaysCG.com. That's PathwaysCG.com. If you believe that family, charity, or money is deeply important for the greater good, Fortis Wealth and you to a highly personalized financial discovery process to help you visualize your financial legacy. It's not for everyone, but if you're willing to invest the time and thought, they can offer advice and strategies to help you accomplish your dreams. Fortis Advisors is a wholly owned subsidiary of Fortis Wealth, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Visit Fortis-Wealth.com today because tomorrow is waiting. The Women to Watch Finance Watch. Hi, this is Maggie. And this is Terry. And we're from Fortis Wealth. May is Disability Insurance Awareness Month. Most people see life insurance as a no-brainer to protect against losing their income due to death, but fewer people consider protecting their earnings in the event they become sick or injured. The Social Security Administration estimates that 91% of women and almost 86% of men will live to age 67. The same report projects that a 20-year-old has a 27% chance of being disabled for at least 12 months before reaching retirement age at 67. Once you become disabled, the Council for Disability Awareness reports that the average long-term disability absence lasts nearly three years. Recent data shows that over 51 million households in the United States are without disability income insurance. Only 48% have enough money and savings to cover three months of living expenses. We insure our homes, our furniture, our cars, jewelry, cell phones, and iPads, but not the income that provides any of it. How do we handle the loss of thousands of dollars a month if our income suddenly stops due to an accident or illness? It doesn't matter whether you make 50000 a year or 500000 a year. Lost income is lost income, and the results are the same. Short-term disabilities are actually very common. Back problems, joint or muscle issues, pregnancies, and mental health issues are the most common types. Long-term disabilities also happen. Think cancer, serious injuries, or degenerative disc conditions. Many employers offer some type of disability insurance, but it's often not enough. Individual policies are available through several carriers, but these policies usually involve a detailed review of your health, so not everyone will qualify. A last resort is Social Security Disability, or SSDI, which can be very difficult to get as you need to be virtually unemployable due to your condition. 
There are few, if any, assets more valuable than your ability to earn an income. Please consult with your insurance or financial advisor regarding your situation. This is Terry. And this is Maggie. Peace out. You're listening to Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Sue Rocco on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. If you're just joining us, I'm talking to Caroline Klatt. She's the co-founder and CEO of Headliner Labs uh, Technology Company. And um, we're kind of getting uh, a little bit of information about her journey, um, starting out with a aspiration to be in the fashion industry and then ending up in technology. And your time at McKinsey, um, I, I wondered... I'm assuming that that, you know, taught you about business, you know, a couple of uh, different aspects about running a business. Absolutely. Yeah. You learn you learn a lot there quickly. And tell me, where were you when at some point, um, and perhaps it was, um, you helped to launch fab.com, um, which actually. Uh, yeah. It, I, I mean, I joined fab from McKinsey. So fab was already. Right. Um, you know, it was a startup, but it was already 400 people large when I joined. Okay. But I think what is key is that at that time, you recognized that there was a gap um, and that brands were not perhaps taking advantage of the ability to speak directly to customers, you know, digitally. And I and am I right that that was kind of the catalyst for your idea for Headliner? Definitely. Uh, we When we were at FAD, basically... For the last 20 years, the only form of direct digital marketing was um, email, right? So stores started building up their email list, you know, slowly. Um, and basically, we were seeing diminishing returns of email. You had fewer people opening our emails as often as they used to. It was just, it's a great and important channel for every company and organization to have, but mm -hmm. when you're marketing to somebody who's on their cell phone and on the go, who's texting, who's slacking, who's on Instagram all day long, who's on Facebook, who's spending their time mobily, stores, retailers, every sort of organization really needs to be communicating with customers there. Like We knew our shopper was there, and we weren't able to reach them there, and that's what gave me the, the you know, the impetus to start this. We know we knew that our customer wasn't sitting at her desk and on email all day long. She was on the go. And so we were looking for direct channels of marketing, and they just didn't exist. And how do you – so here's one of my biggest questions. Um, one of the reasons I assume people stop, you know, opening up the emails is just information overload, right? So we get we get hundreds of emails a day, or we can, some of us. Um, exactly. So how did you kind of – figure out how to connect directly with customers without kind of invading their privacy, you know, um, and their time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the principles of what we do. So what Headliner is, it's a marketing automation platform, which means we automate marketing based on what's relevant to the recipient. So if you, Sue, are shopping on Cole Haan, you're not interested necessarily in certain products. You know, you might be looking for women's shoes. You might be looking for flats. You know, there's things you're going to care about, and then most things you won't. Mm -hmm. You know, that's – and so we do totally automated trigger-based marketing through SMS and through social media. So I can send you a DM when a shoe I know you're going to be interested in is going on sale. 
I could send you a DM when a shoe you're going to be interested in is running low on stock um, or when there's something new that you might be like that that might really excite you. And it's all totally triggered by your, your own behavior, and it's delivered to you in whatever channel you choose. So if you are more responsive to email, then we'll, we'll message you there. And if you're more responsive, responsive to SMS or to Facebook Messenger, we'll use those channels. Is so that determined? I'm sorry. Is yeah. that determined by um, the software, or is that something that customers sign up for? So customers will sign up for the channels, right? Okay. You have to say, "I will accept your messages in Facebook. I'll accept your messages." Okay. In Got SMS. it. SMS. Mm-hmm. But then, then the software determines where you're, where we should send each message to you. Got it. Yeah. The the analytics and it, you know, so much of what we do every day, all day long is being tracked. And and people are talking about that. And I think it's it's almost like having your own personal shopper chatting with you. <laughs> right? That's exactly right. Right? And that's what that's great though. Like there is a reason why stores employ, you know, people in the stores. And it's because that works. I don't I can't walk into, you know, Saks or even my local boutique and necessarily know everything that's in there, what's going to work or what I'm going to like. But my salesperson should, and they should know what I've purchased previously. So, you know, if I got a sweater and there's a great matching pair of pants and I get a text message about it, I'm thrilled. Right. And so that's definitely, the, you know, that's what worked in store. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, translating that experience online as shopping is moving online is imperative. Right. Okay. So here, you know, having an idea like you did, is one thing. But actually getting it to take off and then securing big-name brands um, is a whole other ball of wax. So it's so impressive to me. First of all, where did the name Headliner Labs come from? Um, it came from the idea that we were going to make you, you know, a headliner on people's phones, right? So everybody pays attention to the headlines. Nobody pays attention to anything else. And so you always want to be, you know, the headline to your customers. Oh, okay. That was where the name came from. Right. And am I right to to assume that your um, previous work in the fashion industry and, and retail helped open some doors for you to some of the big name brands to, to pitch this software? Certainly. So, it, you know, look, building, building a network, having relationships is really important. Um, nothing at the end of the day is going to matter unless your software is really good. Right. So, you know, that was definitely, we, we understood that. We knew that going in. And, and we built really, really incredible software, really with a lot of knowledge and understanding of the challenges that, that marketers are facing today, which is a fragmented audience that's spending time in a lot of different channels. Okay. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a, our last break. When we come back, I want to I want to find out where you went once you you know knew the idea was a good one. Where do you go to actually have this uh, software developed? Not having that kind of tech background. We'll be right back. Stay with us for Mary Manzo of our Tech Watch and Hanadi Shahabuddin for Diversity. You're listening to Women to Watch. This is the Women to Watch Diversity Watch. Peace be upon you all, this is Hanati with your weekly diversity segment. Every time there is a sad news from the people around us, an accident for example or death, we're shocked and there is a contemplation process that we go through collectively or as individuals. It affects us even if the incident is in another state or even another country. 
the thought of what if this was us? How can we prevent this from happening to us? All these questions are essential for people to feel safe again, but the wise among us go further into learning the lesson without having to go through the experience. The Quran is primarily a book of stories from people that were before us, a book of wisdom that Muslims go back to, contemplate on, to learn important lessons in life. Chapter 12 in the Quran says exactly that, quote, there is certainly a moral in their stories for those who possess intellect, end quote. Chapter 59 pushes the concept even further, quote, you should learn from this, O you who possess vision, end quote. People who contemplate, think, and project on the long-term goals learn from those stories. Today's prophetic ethic is learning from the mistakes of others. It's meant to spare people the pain and consequence of certain negative behavior, or it can also grant them good results for positive behavior. The lesson is to learn the lesson without having to go through it. A prominent Muslim scholar said once, fortunate is the one who learns from the lessons of others. Once we start leaning into that concept, everything we come across, every story we hear, every piece of news becomes more meaningful. And we grow with the people enduring the pain as they grow. It's a way to unite and support each other. That's how a community bonds together. You're missing out if you don't connect, so hurry up and visit hanadispeaksout.com. Who is Holly Dowling? Holly is a dynamic keynote speaker and inspirational thought leader. You see what we have the ability to do and the power we have. You hold the power for good. Each and every one of us can do something. Holly has inspired millions around the world, including over 500,000 executives. And her show is listened to in 87 countries. Now we're going to spend 25 minutes on your areas of opportunity. Listen to our internationally acclaimed podcast, A Celebration of You, Holly Dowling, empowering those who can change the world. HollyDowling.com. Now, the women to watch. Tech Watch. Hi, I'm Mary Manso from Pathways Consulting Group. Women in technology, where are you? Having been in the tech industry for over 30 years, it's a question I ask myself all the time. Last week, I attended one of the largest technology conferences I've ever attended in my career. I've been attending the same conference every year since 2010. The first time I attended, there was approximately 2,200 people in attendance. Now fast forward to this year, and there were nearly 22,000 people in attendance. Now, I know this is going to sound silly, but I typically measure the increase of women in attendance by the line at the restroom. Although there were fewer women in attendance in 2010, I can tell you that the wait in the restroom really was no different this year. As a matter of fact, what I've always found humorous, there's always a line to get into the men's room. So, with so many examples of strong women influencing technology, why is there still such a depletion of women in this space? Today, the computing workforce is made up of 26% women. In the 1980s, 37% of women made up the computing workforce. Even within my business, we're having challenges finding women candidates for developer roles. And one of our offices is located near some of the greatest universities in the country. Of all the job fairs we participated in over the course of the last few years, the resume collection for women developers, zero. So why does this matter? Because like everything else, without inclusion, technology creation gets slanted and doesn't take everyone into consideration. Imagine the technology we build only serving a small part of our population. 
Stay tuned for my segment next week that addresses some of the ways I believe we can help close the gap. If you'd like to share some of your ideas, email me at mary at pathwayscg.com. Now more of Women to Watch with Sue Rocco. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So, Caroline, if we were talking about you know, the impetus for um, your company, Headliner Labs. And I guess one of the questions I had was, where do you go then when you have this idea for a technology company, but no background or education in technology? <laughs> Who did you reach out to to help with it? It's a good question. You reach out to a lot of people, really a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, building a startup takes a ton of, of different resources, right? It, you need a tech partner. So first you have to find somebody. Mm. Finding a tech partner when you're not technical is really hard because one, you're not in that community. It wasn't my network at all. Right. And two, you have really no way of vetting people. Um, you know, so then you need to find somebody who can help you vet people. Yes, so right. So there's that challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's building a business. You know, I, I, I understood the marketer standpoint, but there is when you're building a technology company, there's so many things I had no idea about, right? Account management, support, um, and not to mention all the functions like HR, things you never think about until you have to. Um, right, yeah. And so there's a ton that goes into it. I mean, you start by running your idea past potential buyers, right? So I went to my former bosses. You talk to a few people um, who, who actually could, you know, could weigh in on the idea. And once you have people who are pretty invested in the idea, you know, from a, from a conceptual standpoint, then it's all about, you know, getting them to help you find, you know, connect the dots and find the missing pieces. And I think that's really, really, really important. Um, so, so really having a network to tap into is, I think, at least for me, was super important. I, I know that there are different routes and paths to entrepreneurship. Certainly a lot of universities teach it now, <laughs> meaning, you know, you can find partners and co-founders and um, even capital within university settings, which mm-hmm. I think is incredible right. and is really new. Um, it's happened in the last, you know, four or five years, which is really, really exciting. Well, that's a great resource because I think finding people you trust is imperative and, and can be difficult. Definitely. Um, and, you know, once you're out of a setting, a structured setting like a university, it's just really, really hard to, to find the resources and the organization that's created for you. And I think, you know, at least I didn't fully appreciate that when I was at school. I actually utilized it because when I look back at the Walk magazine and all the extracurriculars that I did, those were only possible because I had a real built-in organization around me, right? Mm -hmm. I had a a physical place to work out of. You don't realize that. That doesn't come for free usually. Right. Um, Yes, right. I had direct access to peers with very similar interests, you know, who would want to join this idea. I had listservs of classes and clubs that you could easily utilize. And once you leave a structured setting, you have to start building all that stuff, which is definitely, definitely hard. It's the exciting thing about being a founder, um, but it's definitely, you know, not built in. So at what point did you reach out to your sister, Dana, and say, I need your help? <laughs> early. <laughs> early, yeah. Um, early, early. Dana is, Dana is brilliant. Dana went to Harvard and then Yale Law School. 
when she was finishing up a federal clerkship. And um, she actually knows a lot about technology. She's done a lot of work, research on drones. And I basically said, look, I have this really big idea. Um, I think that you would add a ton of value on the, the tech side um, and the product side. And, you know, together, I think we could figure out something really great. And she was excited about it. She saw the opportunity also, and she, she joined. So was, we, was we that your, your um, I'm always curious to know where the confidence and self-esteem comes from in young women to, to start a venture like this. It, it takes a lot. Was education something that was um, very much, you know, instilled as important growing up? Uh, well, clearly, <laughs> mm-hmm. clearly, clearly, it was something that that we all valued and that our parents really valued. Um, I don't know that it, that education prepares you for real life work, but it certainly prepares you for uh, thinking outside the box, exploring things you're interested in, having you know the responsibility of of structuring yourself, structuring your life, making sure things work without the actual pressure of of real life, and I think we were fortunate to be at really great universities where you're surrounded by others or, or by just brilliant people and, you know, incredible thinkers and new ideas that, you know, we were fortunate to be exposed to, but it's not a given. Right. Tell me, we have about one minute left. What's your vision for the future of Headliner Labs? Yeah, I mean, the Headliner has grown really fast. We are seeing a huge demand now for the kind of marketing that we can offer. And for me, it's all about reaching every single customer in the way they want to be reached. And so as smarter we can get about where you want to be reached and getting you the right messaging and the message types, the more value we can drive for the end customer. And that's really all that we think about at the end of the day. It's what will make the marketer who buys our software more successful. And and I guess it's so important to to uh, make sure that it's done in a way, um, as you talked about earlier in the show, where the customers want this interaction, they want the engagement um, and personalized, without feeling as though you know they're they're being tracked and watched. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Uh, That's the end of the show, Caroline. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you continued success. Uh, We'll be following your your company and your work. I hope you stay in touch with the show. Absolutely. We'd love to. That's it, everyone, for another week of Women to Watch here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thank you so much to my sponsors and advertisers for helping me to bring you the real story behind her title. Have a great week, everyone. is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.